Hi folks, my name is Girish Bally, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. Today we're going to be talking about mindfulness and the trauma that we're getting into and how we're supposed to help each other out. So this person that I spoke with, her name is Subena, and I hope I pronounced it right. We're going to go and correct that into the episode today, but she's an awesome lady, awesome woman, and amazing uh, human being that I spoke with even way before this uh, recording. Uh, so let's go and talk to her and let's talk about the details of what she does and how she helps people in many different aspects. So how about you? And thanks for uh, coming to uh, Back to Basics. Thank you, Girish. I really appreciate that. Great intro, Be- by the way. Before we get into the episode, can you tell me how we uh, pronounce your name, if you don't mind? Sabina. Sabina, thank you. Thank you again for coming on uh, Back to Basics. So before we get into the details of what you do and what you don't do and the whole topic that we're going to talk about today, what does Back to Basic uh, mean to you? Well, Back to Basic is exactly where I found myself. Um, I went through an extreme bout of burnout at some point in my career. And I'm talking like I couldn't get up off the couch. I was binge watching Netflix, tears in my eyes. I sent my dog away. I ate a lot of ice cream and food that was not good for me. Uh, But I realized that where I was in my life was not sustainable. I could not continue to be overworked, under-resourced, not have the mental capacity and turning into the physical capacity to live. And so being bringing back those basic concepts of self-awareness, self-management, and how I showed up for myself and showed up for others is exactly the basics that I bring into my life every single day. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again. But you know what? It it seems like back in the days, uh, this was uh, not a thing, and it looks like it's kind of more now. Do you think it was due to COVID? Or do you think that it's been going on for for years, even way before COVID? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so burnout was happening already. What I think COVID brought was um, one of my great, great colleagues, Gabe, he said it, it brought about a great introspection. And something that we know about humans is that in order for us to change, we need something drastic. So some people just wake up one day and they say, you know what, I'm quitting cigarettes or I'm going to start going to the gym. But many times it's ending up in the hospital after a heart attack or having that scare with lung cancer that incites change. What COVID brought us was a lot of uncertainty, death, near-death experiences, and those near-death experiences incite change. And I think we are now looking at that and understanding that, hey, this is not this is not feasible. Maybe we were already in burnout and now I understand it. I see it and I can see through because when you're in burnout, you don't really know it. It feels like extreme stress sometimes. Well, I mean, thank you again, by the way, but this burnout is more, uh, is it more mental or is it more physical? Uh, What are your thoughts on that part? I think it's hand in hand, isn't it? It does. It shows up mentally. It shows up physically. It shows up in your social life and relationships. You, When you're in burnout, it's almost like you can't see the end of the tunnel. There's just a hopelessness that's there. And a lot of times people don't take into consideration that 
stress can lead to burnout, but stress is okay. It's okay to be in stressful situations. Burnout is um, a long-term chronic stress that is being produced. And oftentimes it's coming in the form of occupational burnout. So burnout produced by your workplace. But I mean, that's on the workplace, but then what about the, the home, home front? So let me give you an example. Let's say, I don't know, I wake up in the morning, drop my kids off at school, then I go to work. Oh, wait a second, I have to go to the gym too first, right? So let's go to the gym before I go to work. And then after that, we do a whole bunch of nonsense at work. And then we come back and we do all that same routine again, which is, which is, you know, making dinner and making sure that, you know, food is on the table, taking care of kids homework. And then on top of that, you got to take care of yourself. And then on top of that, you got to go and go shower. And then you got to make sure that you're treated yourself before you go to sleep. And you have to maybe let's say watch a few TV and then you fall asleep and pass out. So is that a routine of what I mentioned, or is that more of a burnout? It depends on how all of it is aligned and aligned to your purpose. So if I'm waking up at five o'clock in the morning and I'm excited, I'm excited that I'm going to work out because I get to fuel my body. Keyword, I get to fuel my body. So that's some of your self-care time, right? And it is a, a routine, but you get to go do that. And if you go to work, and you have the resources you need, you have autonomy and control of your life, you are contributing to a greater purpose, and you get to use the tools and skills that you enjoy using in your life, right? Like I'm a really great mathematician, and I get to do math and you know work with these complex formulas and all of this and change the world, then it's exciting. And then I get to pick my kids up. And we get to do homework and we get to make pizza together after work. And, you know, we're doing, we're watching Bubba Guppies because they're, they're littles and I get to go rest. And that's something else we don't talk about. Rest is necessary. It's essential. It's as important to access to healthcare and clean water and nourishing food. Right. So is it truly a routine or something that you get to do. And when you're out of alignment, that's when we struggle. So well, let, let me ask you this. Is 15 minutes rest needed or an hour or the whole half day? I mean, I think it really depends, right? What are your thoughts on that part? Yeah. So rest is um, interesting, actually, because you can have active rest and then you can have you know the rest that we think about when you're saying we're resting you don't have to netflix and chill every time you say i'm resting this weekend resting can be indulging in an activity that you really love resting can be um, a walk outside in nature and giving your brain the opportunity to work in its unconscious side, where you know you're you're giving your problems away to a function that's already there for you. So you definitely need to take those active rests that really allow you to get lost, but then you also need to rest for your body. And so when we're talking about resting, we're talking about getting through the sleep cycles that are essential for you. Not everyone is the same. Eight hours of sleep may not be what someone needs. Someone may need 10, some people need six. And that's just finding what that rest cycle is for you and when you're sleeping. So um, getting through one rest 
full rest cycle when you're taking maybe a cat nap in the afternoon. Um, but when you are, let me, I don't want to put it out there for everyone, but many times if you are working and living within your purpose, your energy is, is out there in a way that you don't have to take rest in the middle of the day. You haven't hit exhaustion. You do need to change, right? We can't be high performers all the time. We're not LeBron James. LeBron James takes rest. Um, but what we need to do is be more in alignment because at the end of the day, when it's time to relax and give yourself grace in that space to rejuvenate your body, you don't need it during the day. Well, I mean, the uh, the other thing, thank you again, by the way, for that. But the other thing is, it, it seems like in school and college and even work, uh, work life, right, we uh, have not been taught to do time management, uh, right? So how do we do that? Do we just block out, let's say, an hour for yourself, uh, for eating, um, I don't know, reading, watching movies, or going to the gym, or not take calls after 4 p.m.? Obviously, we can't do that because we're at work. So now now what? So, I mean, how do we time manage that whole thing? What, what are your thoughts on that? And then before you answer that, but if you do all this, the the first thing comes in their mind is, I, I'm going to be FOMO'd, which is fear, uh, fear of missing out on certain things in life, you know, with the kids and spouse and other things. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I am victim to FOMO. I walk into restaurants and they're like, pick your seat. And I'm like, oh goodness, which seat will it be? <laughs> Do I want to sit next to the window? Should I sit in the middle? Will I miss something? <laughs> so FOMO is real. I, I get into FOMO myself. Um, it's something that is actually a documented trait of millennials, surprisingly enough. Um, but it's all about prioritizing for yourself. And we have so much technology that can be overwhelming, but it can actually be helpful for us. So there's two parts to what we talked about or you mentioned. One, we are taught that we should be high performing at all times. You should get straight A's. You have to be the fastest on the track team. You have to do all of these things. And we're going to overwhelm you at finals and midterms, and you should be able to perform. And not everyone can do that very well. We also have to embrace taking in time to do the things that we do really well. So if math is my jam and I've got math coming up and I have been working so hard in biology I can actually take rest in math because I'm not working nearly as hard. I don't have to perform as high, but I'm still doing really good. All the serotonin and dopamine releases are happening because I'm doing very well. Then we have technology. So there's different techniques out there. The Pomodoro technique where you work for 25 minutes, you take a five minute break. But then you also have other parts of technology like our phones where you can set limits so um, putting things on do not disturb, saying I, I won't be distracted from my task at hand because that takes away from our, our cognitive abilities, right? We're constantly breaking away. 
Um, you can put limits on how long you can be in your email, on the phone, on social media, which we, what, two to four hours a day is spent on social media. So really utilizing technology to help us direct our energy because where attention goes, energy flows. So instead of time management, what I work with my clients on is truly energy management and managing that energy to benefit us, to get us through what we need to, to work through. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a whole bunch of, let's say TV shows that we watch and obviously whenever they come out we have to binge watch it, but mm -hmm. the thing you're killing yourself to go and watch all those eight to 10 hour, uh, season one, let's say, for example. So, do you think that we should take a step back and do it slowly and, and spend more time to talk to each other more or play board games or just watch TV together? I mean, for me, what I do and, and my family is that we make sure that we do family times on Sunday. So it, it doesn't matter if we're watching TV or board games or coloring or even Lego. Yes, I said Lego. So what, what are your thoughts on that on that part? Well, really, you're just prioritizing. So are you putting yourself under stress to watch the season release of this new series or the series that you've been waiting for two years to come out again? I have a personal and I definitely watched it over the course of five days. But I got to do it with my spouse and that was time that we spent together and we had um, little objectives inside. It's like, hey, you see this icon is going to show up again later in the show. You're responsible for this one. I've got that one. So it was actually really bonding for us over that period of time where we let go of the workload, the bosses, the stress, the emails, all of that was put to the side. So is it is it fueling you and bringing you joy and bringing you further connection? Or is it stressful and is it something that you have put in place for your life as an expectation or an agreement that someone else said you should do this, or this is what makes it cool. So it's really finding that alignment to self. Everything that I, I talk about, that I work with my clients on, that I produce is about finding alignment to self. And that truly is a back to basic. You have to find you and your alignment and what makes brings you joy, makes you happy, and allows your energy to flow in a positive way. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again. So, you know, these are all great points. And it seems like people should understand that burnout is a real, real damn thing. It's not something that's, you know, is going anywhere. I mean, it is part of our lives, part of our DNA. And, and we have a tendency to start, uh, we need to control that in a, in a better way to have less stress in our heads and definitely your blood pressure and everything else. And medically, I think it's, uh, I think I've been told that more stress, I think creates cancer. Uh, and, and I don't know if that's a myth who, whoever's out there, please comment and, and do let me know, but that's what I've been told. So if that's the case, I think we should de-stress ourselves to make our lives a lot better. So then we don't get cancer with that statement. So, so before we go further, can you explain to everyone that what do you do and who you are, and then we can explain in, in those aspects, if you don't mind. 
Absolutely. Um, so I am an executive coach and strategy consultant, but specifically I work with occupational health and safety professionals. So if we think about um, the asbestos commercials that you see, the mesothelioma commercials, um, all of the whatever you're feeling toward it is, <laughs> um, talks about personal protective equipment and respiratory protection and people being protected in the workplace against COVID-19 and other hazards. That is my career field. So that is what I grew up doing. I did it in the military and corporations. And now I'm working on the other side for health and safety professionals because when you think about who is responsible for protecting the workforce, we actually have to find ways to get protected ourselves. Um, so and we're responsible for our own protection. And it, it starts with that self-awareness piece and knowing even when you've hit burnout or you're, hit, you're hitting a chronic stress load or anticipating it even. Yeah, so the, thank you again. So when people, they come to you, what are the, briefly, if you don't mind, what are the top three issues they come for you for help? Um, so the top three, one is, hey, a lot of times, let me take that back. So a lot of times these are organizational leaders that are working with their teams and they're like, I need help. <laughs> I've got a team that I think is burnt out. Um, they are not confident in where they are in their space because, like I said, burnout leads to this hopelessness. And so we lack that confidence of who we are, where we're going. It's just you're stuck in an abyss. And then the third thing is, hey, I've got a great team, but we don't know how to get to the next space. And so that's where that strategy consulting comes in, because if you don't have a proper diagnosis, have an approach to what you're doing and have cohesive action to get there, you'll end up out of alignment. And out of alignment means that you just run into burnout. <laughs> it's just packing your bags to destination burnout. So basically, um, you know, the first point that you brought up, does that mean that uh, they're losing a little confidence when they're a little burnt out from the business point of view, as you just explained? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So if you are constantly in this cycle and you're a father, right? So when you are, you, we don't get, we don't get a playbook. And so when you're just exhausted, you're tired, you don't know where you're going. Do you feel adequate in how you're raising your children or leading your, your initiatives, Right. Like if you aren't confident and aligned in self, then it's just like, I don't I can't be doing a good job because I'm not even doing a good job leading myself. So how am I supposed to be responsible for leading others? And so for the folks in my career field, we're responsible for keeping people safe in the workplace and protecting the environment around the world. And when we're struggling internally to say, hey, how is it that I am responsible for making sure someone goes home with all their fingers and toes or they don't get cancer because of something that I'm supposed to recognize as a hazard in the workplace when I 
can't even find the energy to truly get up and come to work. Or I am struggling with making sure my kids are getting their homework done and we're ordering Uber Eats every day because I'm just exhausted. I don't know. So when you are lacking that confidence, it rolls over into other parts of your life. That's where, again, alignment, the it doesn't stop when you walk out of the, the doors of your workplace, especially as a professional with so much responsibility. Yeah, I mean, just the example that you gave about the me being a father, I mean, it then that questions that are you a good human being or a good father? So then now the parenting handbook comes out with, oh, wait a second, we don't have a handbook, do we? So, so how do we, how we struggle on that part? And then same thing with the business aspect, I think there's no proper handbook, besides a employer's handbook, but then that actually tells you the number of days that you have off. So it doesn't really tell you much of what to play with and, and what decisions and what right or wrong decisions that you are going to be uh, making. Uh, so, yeah, so thank you again for that. Uh, so one last thing, if you don't mind, and I think I've had, I've asked this question before, but I'm going to say it again. Burnout is a real thing, isn't it? Yes. And actually, if you need scientific evidence, the World Health Organization released in 2019 that occupational burnout was a phenomenon. It is actually documented that it's a real thing. It's happening. If you Google burnout, it's there. It's not just a good tagline. Um, it's not sensational. It is something that people truly experience. I know. I felt it. I experienced it in that is why I have shifted all of my business to to help protect others that are in that space. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again, uh, Sabina, for uh, coming here and explaining to us that burnout is not a word, is a real thing. And yes, there are certain times that we are FOMO'd, which is fear of missing out. But then, you know what, it's kind of okay to be fear of missing out. That is one thing that we just need to learn. It's not an easy thing because that's just our human tendency to, to, <laughs> to be a little guilty that we're not there. But then that's okay to be rested also. So before you leave today, uh, two questions. How was your journey on Back to Basics? And do you have any last words to any of my viewers and my listeners on, on my show? Yeah, the journey on Back to Basics is amazing. I am such an such an advocate of getting back to that basic person that that's where you find your own self-awareness so i think it's a beautiful thing that you get all of these different perspectives on how to get back to the basic alignment of self because that's how you show up for others um, and that's really my advice get back to your basic self get back into alignment because until you can show up for yourself you're never truly showing up for others yeah, Sabina, thank you again for coming here and uh, hopefully you'll come back again to Back to Basics and to share more knowledge and more uh, Burnout 2.0 uh, on Back to Basics. So thank you again for being here and supporting me on my uh, small podcast that I have. So thank you again. Thank you for having me. So guys, we, we spoke to Sabina and we talked about burnout. And yes, burnout is a real damn thing and it is not something to be taken lightly. But she did say one thing is, well, I'm going to say it too. She said, go back to basics. 
you know what you just have to go down to the grind and just make sure that you go down to the basics as usual as always is a quote a day from back to basics and hopefully uh, my guest will uh, like this uh, you know quote the quote is just because you take breaks doesn't mean that you're broken now believe me it's okay to be FOMO'd and it's okay to be broken because you know what it is a real thing but how do we make that not broken that is the skill that we need to learn so as usual as always what do i always say at the end of the episode everything in life goes back to basics and that's what we did today guys guys please comment all my episodes as much as you can because your comments makes me understand that you're listening and it's helping you and it's helping other people because this show is only for you not for me and definitely there are three things in this show in every show which is very important and it makes it successful which is the content the guest and definitely the host guys take care god bless and i will see you next week on back to basics next week's episode on back to basics and all the stuff that you do or don't do what does back to basic mean to you back to basic means um stripping away the complexity of whatever it is we're looking at and finding our way back to a simpler and more essential truth of the matter that would be back to basics yeah thank you thank you again for explaining that and thank you again for being on the show but before we get into that i want to read uh, what you have mentioned uh, when I asked you, what does back to basic mean to you? Mm-hmm.